Welcome back to Spaceball, the Sideline Network's very own baseball-themed podcast. I am Rich O, and I will be filling in for Christopher Lavalley again for this episode. I will be throwing nine pitches to the Internet's own Austin space as we break down the what's been going on in the MLB over the past two weeks. Mr. Austin Space, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. Happy to have you back on the podcast this uh, this week. Uh, shout out to Lavalley, and as he's welcomed his new born baby Connor into the world. Uh, mm-hmm. Congratulations to him. Um, yeah, man. Nice to see you again. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm, I'm uh, excited to get back on this. I'm glad I got the, uh, the approval to, uh, yeah, a lot know, of paperwork, a lot of paperwork, a lot of signing off, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of red tape at the sideline network. So I'm glad we got to go through that and have you back on. Right. Um, Cause we need you, buddy. We need well, somebody all, to host the show. Again, it's all part of my master plan is just phase out Crystal Valley in every sense, every sense of the way I possibly can. Well, I phased them out pretty good. I think uh, everybody loved <laughs> Daniel Sports or Spaceball, Space Sports Talk. I don't know what you call it now. When I took over, that was that was fun. I that was say. actually very good. I gotta give you props on that. I really liked it a lot. <laughs> that was that was because I, I didn't know where it was gonna go. Um, for those of you uh, who don't know the Valley, he uh, has his own podcast, the Valley Sports Talk podcast, right. and Austin Space took over. You should you should have called it Space Pod. Talk or space <laughs> sport talk. Yeah, I know. Show, so it, it was good though. I really like. I really enjoyed it. Um, well, I, I'll say a couple of things. It was like the first time I've ever done a solo podcast, believe it or not. So it was actually something that I warmed up to. And then, um, what was the other thing about it? I don't know. There was something else about it. I don't know. It was fun to do. I'll say that it was a lot of fun to do. So. Um, I appreciate La Valley having me on for that, and appreciate you listening. That was it was a lot of a. Uh, it was just a lot of fun. I, I really had a lot of fun with that uh, show. Oh, this is what I wanted to say. The biggest thing that I wanted to do was the drop when he goes, you know, like, Lavelli Sports Talk begins right now. Like, you yeah. got to do that pause. Yes, you That do. was the thing I was most excited to do, and I did it. <laughs> you did do that. I was yeah. very pumped that you executed that pause perfectly. And, uh, yeah, like you said, like it, that, I think that was one of my favorite things because, again, we've talked about it here uh, mm-hmm. on the sideline multiple times that, you know, you have been a big catalyst for starting mm-hmm. of all these podcasts. And so hearing a solo Austin space podcast was really cool. And that was Thank something I, I really enjoyed because like you said, you don't do solos. You, you usually have a team or you have a, a partner or someone, a co-host, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. So it was definitely refreshing. Thought you did a great job. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so uh, kudos and great job again. Thank you. Um, so yeah, uh, so again for this episode of Spaceball, uh, each we have, uh, like I said, nine pitches. I get to throw in the form of questions to you. Uh, there are four different types of pitches that are a fastball, which would be obvious, hard-hitting news story questions, curveballs, which would be lesser-known stories, change-up, prediction over/under, uh, succeed or fail. Spitballs, which are out of left field questions, basically like or typically, I should say, non-baseball related. Mm-hmm. And those are the four types we got. And Austin Space, you have the option to throw a pitch back and ask me a question. We start off with three segments titled "Did I Get This Right?" We do the nine pitches, and then we have Austin Space's final thoughts. So, with that, Austin Space, are you ready? Hey, I'm ready. Let's play some spaceball, dude. Let's play some baseball. So the first segment 
of Did I Get This Right? For those of you who don't know, we are from Southeast Connecticut. You do not reside in Southeast Connecticut anymore. Austin not space. No. no. And probably not for the future either. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so we and have not, the... Not, yeah, not in the near future. Okay. We have uh, the sports conference over here, ECC's um, Eastern Connecticut Conference. I'm assuming and, and that's what it starts for. I'm sorry. I'm You're more New Englander <laughs> than I am. So they, with this whole COVID-19 thing going on, they basically did this new format for football scheduling, which includes a seven-on-seven passing league style touch football. And for some of the linemen, they have like linemen competitions. So the point system is much like how we had it set or how you set it up for Yahoo Fantasy Baseball, where you have these certain categories. So for the linemen, they would have challenges such as uh, tire flipping, a 40-yard dash, tug of war, and whichever team won said obstacle, they were awarded a point. Then they would go on with a seven-on-seven passing league, two-hand touch style, um, like I said, uh, you know, game, and you know they would be awarded points on that. So really – trying to say how i can phrase this up i want to see if i got this right basically that's that that's what it is because that's what the segment's called right yeah um, that's what it's called <laughs> and i love this i think this is an ingenious way to keep football in the fall for high schoolers their um the conditioning and keeping the kids active and just in that football mindset They've also talked about trying to get colleges to come down. and So it's almost like a sort of football combine for these kids that are, been, that are you know, again, getting a full football season taken away from them because of this pandemic. And I think this is great. I, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited that the ECCs were able to develop this, get it approved across the board, you know, that the schools even wanted to participate in this. And I just thought it was just really cool. Now the kids, they, they do, they are masked up. There's no helmets. There's no pads. It's basically Jersey shorts or sweatpants. Um, I don't even think they wear cleats. They, they probably do wear cleats, honestly. And, uh, I, I, again, I just think that this is great. This is great for the kids. Great. This is something where, you know, me being a father, even I would be very on board and excited about this opportunity for my kids, it would be really upsetting, especially for the seniors out there to be again, to have their season get taken away like that. And so I think this was a really cool thing the ECCs did. And so I, I toss it up to you. Of Did I get this right? No, not at all. Wow. <laughs> I am completely. So, so, okay, I'll say this. I'll preface it with this. Okay. I read the article. I read the. You sent this to me yesterday about uh, all these people doing field day, and that's going to replace football. Basically, that's that's basically my very callous way to say this. My very candid, disparaging way to say this. But that that's essentially what it is. Mm-hmm. So, I will say this, prefacing it with the fact that having something instead of nothing is good. I will mm-hmm. concede that far. Uh, that point. Also, 
when kids are doing stuff, they're not, when they're busy doing that, they're less likely to get in trouble. So I'm always an Mm -hmm. advocate for sports or activities or working the school newspaper or whatever it is you got to do. Right. We did activities in high school, right? Um, We did sports in high school. I did sports in high school. So that's all good. Keeps you out of trouble. That said, this is no substitute in any fashion for football at all. Like this, Doing field day and awarding points to it, while it's good and, and it's okay to bring and, and keep them active and everything, and, and I appreciate that. Regardless if this happens, a senior in high school going is going. I didn't play football my senior year. They still didn't. Regardless, and it's it, and it sucks, but there's no there's not like this crowd. You're not playing in front of your girlfriend cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. There's no real. I mean, the competition's completely removed from what it used to be. Playing the game, this this feels like practice the game as opposed to the actual game. Mm-hmm. And while I support, I'm, I'm not saying I don't support it. I'm just saying it still sucks. Like I, I it just still sucks regardless because we're not getting football. I'm not even a football fan, but I'm sitting there and like if I was playing volleyball, all of a sudden we're gonna just do a jumping contest or this and that. And right. the other weird thing that I saw about this is like I'm trying to also understand. How can they do this, but football's not okay? You know what I'm saying? I, I, I guess I can kind of get it, but at the same time, I'm like, so we're going to do touch, and we're going to run, and we're going to have masks, but jumping on each other isn't okay. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's this weird slippery slope again with this whole COVID thing about what's responsible and what's not. So that's my opinion on the whole thing. I read it. I'm like, this is kind of silly, I guess, but mm-hmm. it's better than nothing. That's where That's where I stand. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing. Again, you know, it's better than nothing. You know, uh, yeah. I know they're they are still hoping to have football. They're, they 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 have been talking about how they're hoping for a spring football season. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't know if that's you know we don't know if that's going to happen. We don't mm-hmm. know. Would they just do another session of this seven on seven? You know, combine. I'm calling it field style. day. That's what field. I'm calling. It. It's called <laughs> it field, field day. It's field, field day. day football. It is kind of field day. It yeah. Is. <laughs> Which I loved when I was in seventh grade. Like I said, I love this though. You don't love it. That's okay. You know. It's I, actually I mean, refreshing. I, don't, I, don't I actually, hate it. I'm I'm just saying no, like, like people go to high you school football games. You know, people go to high school football games, right? Mm-hmm. Who's going to like nobody goes like people would go to everything. This this is it's it. it this year sucks, man. I, I will. I will say that. So, yeah. again, especially going uh, in the mindset of, you know, the high school we went to, you yeah. know, NFA, North Free Academy. <laughs> and me personally, I, I still live in Norwich. I'm probably like maybe a mile away from the high school campus. So being able to, ha- and again, my work schedule, it has allowed me to have evenings off essentially. Cool. So that opportunity of being able to go to the Friday night games would have been mm-hmm. really cool. It right. would have been really cool to check out. Would have been really neat to, to, you know, again, just to, just to go back and just see mm-hmm. how, you know, it's, I don't know. It's just that I mean, nostalgic I would, of it all. I would go to football games even before I hit high school too. My dad, my dad would take me. So I just, again, while this is nice that it's better than nothing, there is, it still sucks. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's where I stand on it. 
sorry to be pessimistic. I looked at that and kind of went, all right, 2020, sure. Why not? You know, like, okay, there you go. Look, I told you, I, I'm actually relieved that you are on the opposite side of the spectrum on this because, yeah. you know, sometimes the downside of, you know, you, myself, and the Valley being so close to friends, we, most times I feel like we agree on things. So having that, oh well, th- that disagreement is always awesome. So well, I, well, that's I why we do the segment because uh, yeah. I, uh, I, uh, I dance to the beat of my own drum a little bit there. Yes, but you do. I appreciate the positivity there and uh, grumpy pessimist not excited about a sport he wouldn't watch to begin with. So that's my, <laughs> that's my well, take on that. <laughs> I mean, at the same time too, we're so used to the valley always being the grump. So he's mm. not here. So you're taking on the mantle. I can do nothing but to respect that. I'm a funnier grump, though. Let's be real. Tolerable. <laughs> okay, fair that, enough, man. That's what I was going for. Fair enough. All right, so let's get into these nine pitches now. I'm going to start off with a fastball straight down. Ready? All righty. Biggest upset during this MLB postseason so far. Oh, boy. Um. <laughs> Let me take a look at this thing because it's down to two. We've got the Marlins versus the Cubs, you know, um, playoffs. Let me let me pull up the actual bracket. Take a look at the uh, playoffs bracket. Pull it on I, up. Let me pull up the bracket, see what it looks like right now. MLB postseason. Here it is. Because right now it's really just down to the fact between the uh, Cubs uh, the Marlins Cubs series and the Houston Minnesota series. I'd give it to the Marlins. Okay. The Marlins should, like, I mean, Houston's good enough to to continue on. They're still a good team and, and whatnot. And uh, as of this recording, they've beat Oakland. Um, but I look at this in the Marlins beating the Cubs. The, the Cubs were a great team in the NL Central. The Marlins, I don't even know how they made the postseason. And they think they, they beat the Cubs 2-0. So kudos to the Cubs. Like we talked, I talked about it on LaValle Sports Talk where I'm just sitting there befuddled by by the Marlins success this year um so yes uh Marlins I would give it to as the biggest upset in in the postseason and yeah absolutely Marlins it is then um so I'm 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 gonna correct you I think on this for a second because you have you have me thrown through a little loop here okay the the games that are playing are who again? Well, I would say you're you're. I was talking about the entire postseason. Okay. Okay. okay thank so, you. So okay. that's why I just wanted I just wanted the yeah. clarification because I was like, I don't think the Marlins are still. No, the Marlins are out of it. Atlanta okay. beat them. But looking at it, when you had, it was basically of all of them. You could go through, and of all the upsets that happened, you had a six seed versus a three seed. Houston, Minnesota, six versus three. Cubs, Marlins. And then we also had a uh, Houston beat Oakland, a six seed beat a two seed. Out of those three, I would have, I, I, I would have, I, I am more sh- most shocked by the Marlins beating the Cubs. Yes, I, I agree with that though. Yeah. The, I yeah. saw the Marlins were in there, and I was like, that seems weird. Yeah. Mhm. Let's go with a curveball here. Yes, sir. Thoughts on the MLB reducing the minor leagues from 160 games to 120. I'm sorry, 160 teams to 120 teams. I mean, to, to be honest, indifferent on it. Um, but I will say that, well, now that I'm thinking a little more on it, I guess 
on a surface level, I'm indifferent on that opinion. But on the same level, this this could potentially hurt opportunities later down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the on the flip side, it would also really value, you know, what's there. I, I mean, there are a lot of minor league teams. There's like multiple single like yeah. 160, even 120. That's a lot of teams. Yeah, I mean, there's different versions of A. There's multiple A's, single mm-hmm. A, and, and all this other stuff. So, to me, simplifying things is always better. I think so because in the end, players are going to go play, and if you're good enough, they'll find you. You know, they'll play, yeah. in, you know, some independent league or, or something like that. Um, well, I, we'll have to see how it goes. Um, it, it's t- you know, luckily, it seems like on a more of a lower level to trim a lot of fat there. So I'm, I'm fine with it. Interested to see how it goes, but I think it'll have minimal impact on the overall big game. Cause if not, they'll, they'll find you. That's, that's really what it is. You know? So, so my big thing that I just wanted to point out, which, sure. you know, my takeaway from this, because again, I didn't realize how many minor league teams were <laughs> so many dude out there. And again, I, I'm still getting used to this whole baseball world and I'm used to, pro football where there is no minor league football team. Like if you're on the, the Philadelphia Eagles and you're not on the starting lineup, you're on the practice squad. Yeah. If you're not on the practice squad, you're at home. Mm-hmm. You're not playing football essentially. You know what I mean? So. Well, the development in baseball is so, um, is so needed. You know, you have you, you, like you look at a 19 year old body versus a 24 year old body and then versus mm-hmm. a 29 to 32 year old body. Like this is, you know, um, you can't air your arm out. They're, they're not. It's it's a complete developmental thing. And it depends on how fast these players develop can get them to the majors. I mean, there's always going to be raw talent. There's always going to be yeah. every once in a while you'll have a Bryce Harper that comes in at 19 and, and can just go up. Mike Trout. I mean, these are like yeah. anomalies. But typically you want to go through this development to get your body ready for a full 160 game season with the best of the best. Um, they even say the jump from AAA to the major league baseball is extreme is the biggest jump in all of, in all of the things. When you go from single A to double A to triple A to the majors, going from triple A to the majors is the huge jump. And of course they, they, they always keep the triple A there so players can recover and come back. Um, get their timing back when they're on mm-hmm. the D, the IL, I should say. And, right. And, and that's how it's utilized as well. So, um, yeah, I guess it'll be interesting to see how it goes. I mean, I, to be honest, I'm not like the biggest on minor league baseball or anything like that, but there's, there'll be places for people to play now that I'm thinking about it. So. Another fastball for you. Yes, sir. If Houston gets in and wins the world series, do yes. you think that they're going to get a quote unquote, unofficial asterisk for for winning the world series because there's been talks about how no one would even no one thinks that houston astros would even get this far if there were fans in the stands because of all the booing and just the the mental struggles that they would have had to go through a season they wouldn't have gotten this far well I don't know why anybody would, with all due respect, I don't know why anybody would think that the AL West isn't exactly great. With the exception of Oakland, you have the angels who haven't been playing well. I mean, like there, there's, there's really not much competition in the way that the playoffs were set up at this point. 
they didn't even have to play all that well. They just had to finish second and they got in. Right. They, I mean, they, 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 they got in without a winning record. Um, well, it didn't, I mean, it didn't really, uh, I mean, it didn't really matter. I mean, neither did the, the Brewers, you know? So, I mean, I'm looking at, uh, I'm looking at the Astros. No, they did not get in with the winning record. They had a, uh, 43 record, but the Mariners are terrible. The Rangers are terrible and the angels are bad. So they're in, I mean, it, it, like they're competent enough to be in. I mean, they're still a good team regardless. They just, Oakland is better and they just dominated them. I mean, if you look at, uh, yeah, as I said, the Brewers are were were the exact same record as as Houston. Yeah. So first of all, that 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 argument, if people are making that, is doesn't make any sense, okay? Because all all three of those teams aren't as good as the Astros. Um. Secondly, we can look at this twofold. Any team that wins this World Series, there is going to be this really unfair asterisk next to it considering the 60 game season and the mm-hmm. way things played out okay. i'm of the mind no this counts okay I, I think there's certain things that we have to take into account like if there was a batting title if somebody batted 450 this year i don't think mm-hmm. that's legitimate but if you you know maybe even a triple crown or something like that but if you win the mm-hmm. world series this is a world series okay but depend no matter what there's always going to be that on there so in a way, I almost hope the Astros get it because okay. then they're, they're getting the um, th- that would actually be the benefit for them because then you could go, oh, you cheating Astros could only win in the COVID season where you mm-hmm. only had, you had a sub thing. You wouldn't have made it on your own if this was a real thing because mm-hmm. everybody had to baby you. There were no fights, this and that. So that'd be the argument that some people could take regardless yeah. of that. Um, whoever wins, it, it wins. It is legitimate. In my opinion, I mean, it, it is. And uh, yeah, that that that's how I'd answer that question there. Yeah. And, and anybody didn't think Houston was going to make the postseason. I mean, this with the way they set it up, it's it, they, they would have had to absolutely collapse. And I, right. I see that happening. OK. Let's go with a change up. Yes, sir. What do the Yankees have to change going into 2021 to make it over this postseason slump they seem to be stuck in? They've gone four straight years, can't get to the World Series. What do they got to do? What do you think they're going to do? Let's try that. That's more of a prediction. Well, it's going to be interesting because we have um, – I'm going to pull – they have some Yankee free agents because Masahiro Tanaka is not necessarily a lock to get back. Correct. Okay? Um, they need to support Garrett Cole. Um, I like, if I'm the Yankees – I'm not a Yankee fan, but if I'm, if I'm a Yankee guy, I you need somebody to back up Garrett Cole. Okay, you need probably a pitcher or two, probably two pitchers, solid pitchers to do it. The bullpen's astounding. The depth is crazy. The depth is so good in the Yankees. They need to start acting like they are the best team in the American League East because they are. They really are on paper. And probably next year, I don't know what's going to happen during the offseason, but probably next year they should go in there and – act like it and sign it and, and dominate in that thing. You know, they have it. And they also got to not be afraid. I don't understand it. Not be afraid to be bold at the deadline. They not, they weren't always like that. They always used to make moves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's really weird. You know, I'm not saying deplete the farm system or anything like that. I'm saying trade your surplus of depth. Right. And go get something like you have 
an astounding amount of depth. You don't need that much depth. You've got one of the best bullpens in, in all of baseball. You've got one of the best starting aces in all of baseball. The only really missing piece is there the supporting cast of that starting rotation. You know, um, I don't know who they're going to get or what they're going to do, or if Tan- a lot depends on what Tanaka is going to do right. in the postseason. Um, but they can get pieces to do that. Um, it is weird that it, it was so strange what they did. So I, so I don't know that that's what I would do if I'm the Yankees um, and go from there, because there's no reason there's no reason they shouldn't be better than Tampa and Toronto and the, and all of the teams in the ALEs. There's no reason. So uh, the, the only other thing is to, they, they got to figure out what's going on with uh, Stanton. They, they, this, this him being hurt this often all the time is completely killing it. And uh, we know how good he can be. We, he's had a pretty, he had a great postseason. So they have to figure out how to work both Stanton and judge into the lineup a lot more, because that's another reason why they weren't on top of that division as they should have been. So, yeah. I like how you, uh, <laughs> I like how you say you're not a Yankees fan. Yeah. Uh, as you're wearing like your David Ortiz Red Sox <laughs> shirt, you yeah. got the re- Red Sox bucket hat. I mean, I know That's obviously right. people can't see what you're wearing, but it is funny uh, seeing you just dripped out in Red Sox swag as you're I, like, uh, I am not a, re- I am not a Yankees fan at all. I, I do not <laughs> like them. I do not wear the pinstripes. I like red. That's right. Well, I, uh, yeah, I've, uh, I think every space ball cast I've worn a new Red Sox shirt, a different one on here. So I don't okay. know. I think that's true. I have a lot of gear. I've had this bucket hat since since high school, actually. Yeah, I was gonna freaking... I was gonna ask because I know nope. I've seen you know I didn't know if uh, if that was just a different like maybe you're a bucket hat hat kind of guy I don't know. It's I think it's the only one I have, and we got it up there in Fenway. It was a cool hat, and I was like, all right, cool. And it's I mean, I mean, for it to last this long, this has lasted 16 years or something. So for longer than that, yeah, yeah, 18 almost 20 years. That's pretty good. But yeah, Yankees <laughs> act like you're the best. Because you are. This, I don't get it. No, I, I 100% agree. That's why I asked this question, because I know you're not a Yankees fan. Um, we all know Christopher Lala Lavalle is a Yankees fan. Um, and they've – but I think it's an important question because the Yankees were so dominant for so long. I do want to ask a uh, – we'll call this a seven-inning stretch question. It's not on the list, but I'm just curious. Yeah, sure. How many games have you gone through? In Fenway, let's at just at Fenway Park. Correct. Let's see. We went. I my first game. I went to go see Mo Vaughn's return to Fenway. So we he was with the Angels. So that was my first game. Oh gosh, I saw. I honestly, I don't know. I, I'm. I have to spitball. I have to think. Probably like ten, something wow. like that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I've been I was, once. Yeah, my dad. Uh, they took me to go see Moe's return, which was, which was so memorable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it was a lot of fun, just different things, you know, cause getting tickets is always like a, you know, you got to pull this string and do this. Right. And it was a whole thing. Um, but tickets I feel like are so much more significantly cheaper than again, for someone like me for football. Oh, for sure. But it's, it's just like who, you know, to get the ticket from that. Yeah. That was the whole thing with, with, uh, like, cause it's like, you don't want to go and, get some crappy seats or something like that. You know, it's like you want to get in. Well, I've sat in different places. Uh, I've sat in the 406 club, which is right above it. You know, that used to be uh, indoors. 
it's basically Tim Williams, uh, Ted Williams' 406 club where they – because he batted 406 one year. Mm-hmm. And it's just this place, and they used to put, like, glass over it, and then they took out the glass, and it's, like, sort of nicer area. Okay. Um, what else did I sit? How about on the right, monster? You ever sit up there? That's where we've always wanted to go. That Never sat cool. there. You know? You can't even walk up there. At least wow. since I've been. You can't even, like, visit it. Unless Probably you do, not. like, a tour. Um, But I've sat in... One of the coolest ones, I sat like way up high so in, the, in one of the sky bo- and you can see the entire field. Oh, right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I sat in right field, left field, all this stuff, you know, different lines and all that stuff. It's a, uh, it's an experience. You've been, I, you know, I've been once and you know who got me that ticket? Who? 99 restaurant. Hey, there you go. I put a little, put my name on the little thing, put it in there that drew my name as a raffle. I thought it was a scam. Sure enough, there were two free tickets for me to go. It was nice. awesome. Awesome, dude. Yeah, you got to go. It's a great experience. Fenway, closing down the streets. It's a great thing. So hopefully we can all go next year one time. Everybody Absolutely. can get back to the parks. That'd be great. All right, let's go with a spitball. Because right. I, like, I like to ask these crazy little weird and, spitball uh, before questions Before we do that, what, what, what question are we on? I always like to monitor. So this will be the fifth one. Fifth one. All right, I almost said halftime. All right. Yeah, that's why I put that. A seven-inch stretch, you know, kind of oh, put okay. in the middle, you know? Gotcha. Gotcha. So I'm a good host. Thank you. Mike Tyson is entering into the ring once again against Roy Jones, November 28th. Are you watching this? Do you care? So let me answer your question with a question. You can infer the fact that I'm going to throw this back at you and see if I care or not about this. Wasn't Mike Tyson also supposed to fight like Logan Paul? Isn't that like a thing going on? I don't uh, know if that's a real thing. I mean, he. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I mean, he's not. He's usually not one to do like some like right. BS. Like, you know, he wants to fight. You know, right. like that's this dude's. This dude's nuts. No, really. right. But so, so my real question is, you sent me a text over the past two weeks. Uh, the Phillies general manager, Matt Clintac, has stepped down. Wanted to see what you make of that as a Phillies fan. I, you know, it's, it's tough. I, I guess I understand it because to me, it doesn't seem like it was a situation where he stepped down willingly. You know, I think it was a, it was There's a, always talks, man. Yeah, I, I feel like it's a look, we're going to fire you, but we'll give you the opportunity to bow out. And I understand it. They've missed the postseason. They they did a great job. I mean, picking up Didi and obviously they have Bryce like they've it's kind of like what you were talking about the Yankees. You guys have the right pieces to get where you need to go. But there are some other missing pieces. Really one glaring missing piece, one glaring missing piece. So uh, that bullpen. Yeah. Yeah, you are right. They have like they have with even with their bullpen. I mean, they have what, two, three, you know, with with Nola. um, I can't remember the other pitcher's name. It's Zach something. Zach Eflin. But these are these are starters. I'm talking about. But that's what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like you have like a pretty good, um, you know, starting rotation. But as far as like. Like what you talked about with the depth, it's not there. And if you, if you're not going to kind of get these other players into that mold, then you got to go. You know, okay. Phillies haven't been to the World Series. Uh, I mean, I think what last time they were in was 2011. I want to say okay. against the Yankees. 
and they lost out. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. I, I'd be optimistic if I was you, to be quite honest. I think that'd be, you know, I think it's time to lock down some actual good bullpen guys, some actual yeah. pieces. Um, so, so I think that's, I see that. I'm like, okay, they need to do something because they should have been on top of the division last year. They were not, they sh- probably, they had a decent chance to make the postseason, but the fact that Marlins get in them don't is embarrassing. Mm-hmm. So let's see what happens. I, I, you know? I really look at, especially Philadelphia. We all know that Philadelphia fans are absolutely crazy, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to their sports. Mm-hmm. So when you have the Philadelphia Eagles going to the Super Bowl and winning on the most impossible odds, you have the 76ers have they've kind of yo-yoed in and out of the, uh, their postseasons and stuff like that. Um, the Flyers haven't been looking too bad either. Flyers have been doing some stuff over there too. So you're having all these other sports team roll around, and then there's the Phillies. Yeah. That's when you're like, yeah, we need something now. It's a very Just, winnable division. That's the thing. It's a very mm-hmm. winnable division. Yeah. And, and Marlins not should not be making the postseason over you. <laughs> right. A hundred percent agree with that. Yeah. All right. So let's go with a change up. How about this one? All this, right. This one I'll be uh, pretty interested in <laughs> on your, uh, your thoughts on. All right. A little, little bit outside your wheelhouse, I feel like. Sure. Okay. So, Last year's World Series tickets prices averages were like around 1,936. To this year so far, they're averaging around the 979. Okay. Do you expect that average to grow depending on the matchup? Or do you see it staying at the same because of the amount of fans that are being allowed into the game? Are you talking about the upcoming year or just this year? This year, right now. Because right now, the, the tickets are already for sale. People can buy tickets because right. they're allowing oh, like just X under 1,200 of... people or 12,000 exactly. people right. into this brand new stadium. So do you expect that, again, uh, depending on what matchup we get for the World Series, that the prices are going to exceed $1,000? So $1, Will they be more expensive than last year's because this is almost like a exclusive world series. I would say yes. Okay. I would say yes. the only thing that could hold it back is to how, what the economy situation is going to be like a year from now, which I don't know. And nobody knows that would be the only thing that it could come into play there. But I do believe so because, you know, you got people sitting there waiting a year, waiting to come back and, and, and want to come back in there and uh, watch a, watch a world series um, or even some playoff situations too. You know, there's going to be some team like down in Tampa. There's a lot of players, a lot of fans thirsty to go to those games. And, uh, I'm sure there'll be, you know, Marlins fans would be thirsty to go for, you know, any, any team that makes the postseason, they'll show up. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I would, I would say yes, probably you have probably more of an expertise in that. Do you, do you share that sentiment? I mean, that, that would be my guess. I would I would think that it would climb up. Yeah. Um, but I also do feel it does rely on who's going to play. Sure. I mean, I'm looking at it and if we have to look into next year, which is a tough one, I mean, it's very likely. I'm looking I'm looking more like this year though, like in a couple of weeks. You know, yeah, so yeah, like yeah. Houston Dodgers, absolutely those prices are going over 2000. 
No people problem. care about the Braves. The only I think only, Braves too. Yep, I can see that. I, I just I just feel like Tampa would be the one that they they don't. But I mean, so that would no be the only one. There, that's why. Yeah, that's there's, the only one that. Yeah. You know, but but people care about Houston. People care about sort of care about about Houston. People definitely care about Atlanta and Los Angeles. Those fan but bases. I also I also wouldn't see the prices go up until you know game three four is when okay. I would start. I would expect it to sure. go over two thousand for get-ins. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so this one is going to be – this one's going to be another change-up, honestly. All righty. This is a uh, – who, who are you looking forward to seeing in the postseason for 2021? Who am I looking forward to seeing in the postseason for 2021? Yeah. As far as new teams go or just who do I think will get there and who would be exciting to watch? How would – Whichever one you want. I'll say who I think will get there and who would and be both. exciting to watch. Um, both. Who I – Okay. Who, okay, so let's let me ask you first. Who I think might be there? This is like really stretching. Um, who I think might be there that uh, won't? I mean, it's hard to judge after the after the off season. Mm. Um, this would be weird. The, of the teams that did not make the postseason, um, basically, it'd be interesting to see. Basically anybody that didn't in the NL East, Phillies, Mets, or Nationals, I think they're they're those any three of them could come back. So it'd be interesting to see what they do in the offseason going there. Um, the Giants were a team that, but I don't think they're gonna. I'm not big on them. They were a team that people talk about, but the other one, weirdly enough, is the Angels. I feel like they're due to do make something happen in the offseason. That mm-hmm. that would be another team that if I had to pick an American league team that could um, make the postseason next year, that, I mean, that's, that's a tough one. That's kind of a bold pick, but that's what I'm saying. Okay. Of the teams that are already in it, that I'd be excited to watch, to see San Diego Padres would love to mm-hmm. see them. Advance. They, they, that team, I've watched a lot of those Padre games over the past couple, so much fun to watch Fernando mm-hmm. Tatis junior man. If they can figure out, like Clevenger's going to be healthy. If their pitching staff gets healthy, everybody could, oh man, watching Machado and Tatis Jr. on the same team, yeah. um, it's it's so much fun. The way Tatis hit that home run and changed the landscape of the the series against the Cardinals was was a joy to watch. Um, the other team I would look at is the White Sox from, well, yeah, okay. the White Sox for sure. Um, they just got off, they're going to have a new manager next year. So okay. that's going to be interesting to who comes in. They're saying AJ Hinch could come in. They're saying um, Alex Cora could come in. They're even talking about Tony La Russa could possibly be the new manager for the White Sox. I guess there was some accountability issues there, but that team is very talented. And they were so close to being the number one seed in all of the American League. But that last week and the way the numbers were, they ended up being seven. Um, I think they have the MVP on their team that, well, that will be the MVP with Jose Abreu. They got young talent. They got a solid rotation. Um, that would be an interesting team to watch as the Indians are going to be falling. The twins were exposed big time for their pitching scenario with the mm-hmm. exception of Maeda. The White Sox to me are the most complete team in the central. Probably, probably. So, yeah. I like that one, honestly, because especially with Chicago winning uh, the, the Cubs, I mean, you yeah. know, they've they won their World Series, what, four years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 
I mean, I think time for the other, you know what I mean? Like as an, as another city team, you kind of need that. You need to get in there. You need to get in there and make some noise and really just hit that pavement because otherwise you're just, you're the Mets. Yeah. I mean, that's it. Chicago had a, had a successful season to get to the postseason. They got young guys. Um, I want to see them go forward. So, so the most exciting teams to watch to me are Padres and, and White Sox. Absolutely. They're fun to watch for sure. All right. I got two more pitches for you. Yes, sir. Another fastball. All righty. Rating numbers seem to be approving favorably to the extended postseason regarding the wild card week, especially for, you know, this season, obviously. Um, the Major League Baseball Players Association uh, is coming up to a, I guess, an approval of roughly $900 million to pay the MLB for. Uh, Sorry, I'm getting all jumbled up in my notes here for no, okay. uh, for the ratings or for okay. the rights, I believe it was. So do you think this is something that this will actually happen to extend for seasons to come? Like they'll they'll have the expanded playoffs like they did Correct. this year? No. Think no. This, this is it. No, because this is we, we, we this was a nice thing they did to make the postseason exciting on top of a very crazy year. Um. There are they've already been experimenting about what they want to do in the postseason. So before the pandemic, there was talks about the number one seed picks who they're going to play against. And there's all these kind of experimental things. I think there will be changes. I don't think they'll do this. Personally, I believe eight teams and having two teams in each division and there's no benefit for winning division is a huge disservice to winning your division. That goes back to our argument about Houston, where people are upset about that. I'm like, Houston is in just as good as Oakland, basically is Mm -hmm. what you're saying. Okay, the sub 500 team is just as fine as as the as the athletics. That to me isn't fair. I'm I'm more old school. I like the three and the one with the wild card and that's it. But now Mm -hmm. they have that wild card game and and they make it. So now we have 10 total teams as opposed to. I think they'll stick with that in some realm. And then what they'll do is they'll maybe do, they might fiddle around with that, with ideas they've been talking about. I don't see them doing an eight in each division thing and in each league like they did this year. This was an exception. And if you remember, this was done probably, this was done, I think the day before the major league, major league baseball actually started. Mm -hmm. So, um, and that was just to get everybody ready, you know, Oh, here we go. We're going to do it. So I don't see that happening. And I, and I, I don't think that's good for baseball if it does. Okay. Alrighty then. Yeah. This is the last one. Last pitch. Alrighty. Spitball. Yes, sir. Big box office movies, such as black widow, no Mm -hmm. time to die. Mm -hmm. The new 007 movie. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to come out spring 2020. Pandemic pushed them both back, along with other films, to yeah. November to November of this year. Things are still not looking normal, the quote unquote normal. No sir. And now they're now they're being pushed back again to spring 2021. This is a kind of a two part question, really. So, sure. do you think theaters will be able to bounce back from this pandemic, or will they be forced to deal with digital releases? They're going to be forced to deal with digital releases, I think. 
I think I don't mind going to the theater, but again, I mean, I think that's what they're going to be forced to deal with, you know, um, this almost like they were already dying in a certain thing. Remember the AMC card that, that Mm -hmm. failed. So the only thing I do like theaters have to figure out a way much like, you know, vinyl or, you know, any type of physical, Mm -hmm. they're going to have to find a way to make it somewhat relevant. I, I went to go see detective Pikachu last year. But I went to a theater that like serves you food, like at a right. restaurant type thing. Or uh, another time I went to a theater, it's like Fandango or something. They do these like special movie events mm-hmm. where they'll bring back an older thing mm-hmm. or they'll do like they'll talk over it or they'll put. I remember seeing uh, The Killing Joke in theaters. They'll do stuff like oh, okay. that. So so it was more about hanging out with the fans and going to watch a movie. Um, theaters are going to have to more rely and figure out ways to do that because, you know, we can't just rely on star Wars every year. So, and it's just convenient. So it's like, you know, people are like, Oh, I'll just watch Scoob at home. Sure. Right. You know? Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. You know, I think that it's, it's just interesting because, you know, you have, you know, theaters or even just films in general rely so much on, Box office. Yep. Global. Domestic. That's where they get their money. So it's how can you make a $120 million to $220 million movie and get a billion dollars back or even just half a million dollars back? Well, I think they – I mean just upon the, the – I mean if they get – oh, buy it now and here it is. It's yours or stream or whatever it is. that You, you know, like I, I, when Trolls 2 or whatever came out, they were like, mm-hmm. this was great. They did. The, they were basically their hand was forced, and they were like, "This is great," you know. And the theaters are like, Ooh, and "I'm like, we can't sell our overpriced popcorn." It's like, well, that, we all know what you're doing, so right, whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I think unfortunately this pandemic has expedited a lot of that digital age that's coming on on some things, like it or not. Yeah, so. I think the people that are also mad that they're not getting their oversized popcorn are the ones that should not be eating said <laughs> oversized popcorn. Uh, so so what, when, was the, what was the part when, two? When will you return to the theaters? Cause you enjoy going to movie theaters. Like when, when will you feel okay enough to go back oh, to a theater? I mean, let's see. I mean, it has to be something I really want to see. Um, but I, you know, and I don't often go to theaters like alone or anything like that. So it's, no. I, I have in the past, like I have to really want to see the movie to go see mm-hmm. it alone. Um, but I'm not like big on the whole Marvel thing. Um, Star Wars is done now for the time mm-hmm. being. The last movie I saw in theaters was Sonic the Hedgehog. So, mm-hmm. and that was really to just out of morbid curiosity. Um, <laughs> I've yet to see it. I still got to see that movie. It's fine. Rent yeah. it. Don't, it, there was no reason to go. It was, it was, it was fine. Um, but yeah, no, there has to be something like I really, really, really want to see. And the way it's looking, it's like, yeah, I guess I'll wait till mid next year when mm-hmm. things are whatever. Cause I don't really like, I don't even know what Marvel movies. Cause I'm like, all right, whatever. And I'll see wonder woman if somebody wants to watch it with me, but I'm not really, mm-hmm. you know, I think the one it'll depend on when the uncharted movie comes out. That's probably. Okay. Have, uh, all right. See that for sure. That makes sense. You know, yeah. game that's in your wheelhouse and everything. Yeah, absolutely. I love uncharted. So. Yeah. Okay. And they're gonna, All right. They're gonna ruin it, but you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mind the newer Tomb Raider movie, honestly. It was. Yeah, it's, I thought it was alright. 
But I also yeah. never played the games, so I, I so guess. So it was based off the reboot, and uh, I can talk to you off-pod about that, but it's just it's just a whole can of unnecessary ties they made to it. And okay. there's some really stupid decisions they made in that movie that the game did way better story-wise. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, well, I'll tell you off-pod so we don't get spoilery, but it's... Yeah, 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 of course, of course. It's, All right, so that's going to do it for the nine pitches. So now our final segment is Austin Space's final thoughts. So this is your opportunity, sir. The floor is yours. Talk about whatever topic that you would like to just get off your chest or talk about. You know, it's just you and me talking, buddy. Let's talk. Let's talk. So I only have two things here because, you know, we have less and less teams to talk about because yeah, yeah. The postseason whittles down. And by the time we – We'll be in midst of World Series next time mm-hmm. you and I talk, or we kick you out and get uh, Lavalley back on here. <laughs> right. Um, I'll be on vacation that week anyway, I'm sure. <laughs> well, you were due. It's been a month. <laughs> That's right. Um, so I'll say this. I mean, like, uh, going into the postseason, you know, we had, you know, picks and stuff like that. Houston still could beat Tampa. Um, although right now Tampa's leading the series 2-0. That's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. Um, going into what I would have picked uh, Houston uh, to beat them, and they still could. Um, but it will be fun to, if the odds are Tampa will continue on if they have a 2-0 lead. So uh, good for them if they make that. I think Dodgers will beat Atlanta. I think that'll happen. Okay. And uh, I think they're going to be primed to win this whole thing. Do you, What do you think going on with the four remaining teams in the postseason? You know, honestly, I mean – Tampa being in there to begin with still just feels weird to me. Um, but Houston seems to be getting their shit together. So I, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear or not. So sorry if I'm not. I did but, it last time when okay, so. I asked about the NL East. <laughs> <laughs> I gave myself, I was like, this is, I don't even know, man. I can't even, you know. But I mean, even on the other side too, where you have the Dodgers and you have Atlanta and Atlanta has been looking great throughout this whole postseason. I mean, really, I, I told you Favorable last time. matchups, to be fair, though. They went against Cincinnati, and then they had to play the Marlins, so it's like true. the Dodgers are... Is it, right. Is it, is, is, it's, are, are they doing well because they're playing against, you know, high school teams, essentially? Like, I, I understand that argument for Atlanta. Um, and again, again, I said it last last uh, episode of Spaceball 2 where I ha- I don't like Atlanta. Atlanta's my new team I hate because they embarrassed us. What really I should say is that the Phillies embarrassed themselves when going up against them. And so, and, and that's not even a, a even good argument to have for that one particular game with the Phillies and Atlanta because Philly, the Phillies, again, are not a, a complete team. So you have two incomplete teams fighting it out and the one in the you know, lesser of the incompletes is now hunting for the, uh, for the world series for the pennant and everything. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would like to see Dodgers in, I think seeing the Dodgers get in and win it is my favorite thing. I mean, right now they really should win it. They're, they're the best team. They're better than them. And I feel like San Diego is one of their tougher. I mean, they have not lost a game in this postseason yet. So, um, Neither is Atlanta, weirdly enough, but they should stomp on Atlanta. That's my opinion. I think it'll be tougher going against Tampa or Houston, but I think they are better. And I know that's not a sexy or whatever, but it's such an obvious state, but it's just 
they're the most complete team. Without I think, question. I think out of all the teams, I, I would say, and again, this is me being a baseball outsider, pretty much looking in, in the whole sports world of everything with the Lakers now have won their, uh, the NBA finals. I would think that the Los Angeles Dodgers have more pressure on them to get in and win. It's theirs to lose, in my opinion. It's really theirs to lose. You know, that, I, I I see no reason that that would be disappointing. And they're going to be good for the future as well. But mm-hmm. there's the lose. Um, so the, the second thing I want to do is somewhere uh, more of a sadder note because everybody's just dying in baseball, unfortunately. But it looks like as of today, um, Joe Morgan of Sunday Night Baseball and uh, Cincinnati Red player. Um, has passed away. And I got to just say, I watched uh, Sunday Night Baseball all the time when I was a kid growing up. And on ESPN, they don't do it as well as him and John Miller did because mm-hmm. it was just a thing that I enjoyed even outside of Red Sox-Yankees. Uh, you'd have John Miller and Joe Morgan, and that's literally all they did was Sunday Night Baseball. Now you have some other people come in. You have Mendoza and uh, Shulman and you know other people, but it's just not the same. And I was sad to see them when they were replaced – I think it was 2010 when they replaced him. Um, but watching, and that was the old school one uh, comment, one play by play, one color commentator. Right. And those two did it for 20 years, and it was so much fun to watch. They did a lot of Red Sox Yankee games. So I remember watching that. It was, um, those two were great, and that's how I remember Joe Morgan. I didn't get to see him play, obviously, but I just wanted to say, hey, you know, rest in peace. And that was just, uh, you were so good. With that. And he also did a lot of charity stuff too. So, um, th- that uh, reading that this afternoon was like, oh man, that's uh, that's too bad. I don't know. Did you watch any Sunday Night Baseball? Any I mean, I'm, sh- I'm sure I have, but I couldn't tell yeah. you someone's name to someone else. I could, you know, I can relate to it with, again, with the NFL with Al Michaels and Chris uh, Consworth, where, you know, obviously if something happened to one of them, I, that would be crazy to me because it's like well, that they were always, you know, Sunday night football. And I know, I think this year actually is the last year that they are both going to be together. Um, mm. I think one of, I think it's Al Michaels is retiring. I honestly can't remember. And I know Chris is listening to this screaming uh, <laughs> because I don't know it, but again, it's, it's that kind of same situation. I feel like. Yeah. It's just uh I just remember that, you know, when they stopped doing it, I was like, man, they were really good at that. And I don't know. I just feel like that was such an old school way to cover a game that was done right. Mm-hmm. And it was less hokey. They didn't have K zone up at the time. They didn't sit there and go to the field. They didn't have all these little spectacles. They just yeah, did yeah. baseball. And it just was really baseball. well done. It was really well done. Both of them. And John Miller, great voice. And Joe Morgan, uh, a great uh, counterpart to, to John on Sunday Night Baseball. And, it's like listening uh, to the, the radio. It was, it was, if you, anybody can, you know, go back and watch an old clip. I mean, the way they covered it was just, it was just in its purest form. It was so well done. That's what I'll, I'll remember from that. So, uh, just, uh, sad news on that end, unfortunately, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's really, uh, unfortunately all I have. And I think Dodgers win it. That was my, <laughs> as I okay. said, I think Dodgers got it, man. So. Anything you got before uh, I bust out of here? Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll do a quick one. Uh, so this was like a couple of weeks ago, and I didn't know if you saw this story or not, but uh, Joe Buck, 
Yeah. He just got he's going to be getting uh introduced to the football Hall of Fame. Okay. And I know he goes he's still comp, he does uh baseball he still. Talks. Yep. So, do you have any thoughts on that? I mean, do you care really or Joe Buck gets a lot of flack and he's completely fine, but that's kind of where I stood on that, to be honest. I'm not like thrilled with Joe Buck. Um, one infamous thing he do, he called the game where George, not George Steinberg. What's his name? Uh, what's his name? Charged, uh, who charged? What's his name? It begins with this Don Zimmer. Mm-hmm. That game when Don Zimmer charged Pedro Martinez and Pedro threw, Zimmer to the ground and everybody yes, on yes. Zimmer's side. And I was sitting there and I watched that game and, and, and him and Tim McCarver, who, who I really couldn't stand, um, were talking about how despicable this was and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, the thing. and I'm sitting there like, I remember watching that. Me and my dad, and I'm not saying this is a homer, but me and my dad were like, what do you expect Pedro to do? And everybody misremembers it about how they call it. And I have to tell people, go watch what happened. This old guy just ran at you, coming to hit you, and Pedro just pushed him off to the side. That's all that yeah. happened. Pe- Pedro so th- thought it was 2020, and so he just really just didn't want that COVID near him and just yeah. threw him down. And there's, threw, there's he nothing didn't, wrong like, with that. He didn't go down and beat him up. He's just like, yeah. what are you doing? He just took him and pushed, shoved him. It's all yeah. his fault. Don't run at somebody. But that's not how they covered it. So there was, there was this whole little, and especially in the in the time, there was a lot of like a lot of you know, putting the Yankees on a pedestal and some mm-hmm. weird thing about how they're the greatest and this dynasty. And that got really old and annoying. I, and <laughs> I, I, I'm not, like, I'm not saying that it's homework. That re- legit annoying. And then to that level where it's like, oh, you can't even defend yourself when people attack you because of the Yankees. We're Joe Buck and, and Tim Mc- Oh, my God. So Joe Buck now, he's, he's fine, I guess. But right. uh, I... I prefer other baseball announcers to be quite honest. So that's, that's me. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. I, I wasn't sure if it, you know, uh, I, I meant to ask even Lavalle about it and see how he, how, you know, his thoughts. Cause as far as I know, he likes Joe Buck. So he's, he's, he's fine, but there's better baseball announcers. Okay. Yeah. I dig it. Yes, sir. All right, so you have nothing else to go for. Oh, I'm done. Yeah, you're done. All I'm right. done. Let's pregnant pause our way out of here. No, just <laughs> <laughs> Hit the old dusty trail. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, well, I'm gonna break this thing down then. All right, good, 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 good. All right, everybody, that's gonna do it for this episode of Spaceball, brought to you by Silent Network, distributed through Anchor.fm. Please make sure you subscribe, leave us a comment and a review. Make sure you check out other Sideline Network shows such as Drinks with Dan, My Show Rituals Rant, The Ritual and Lala Podcast, and of course, LaValley Sports Talk Podcast. He will be back recording this coming up episode, so make sure you check that out. Follow us all on Twitter. Austin is at underscore Austin space underscore. LaValley is at LaValleyCH. My Twitter handle is at the underscore underscore. Richo, again, thank you all for tuning in to Spaceball.